Hey everybody, this is Code Pen Radio number 307, and it's going to be about hiring, not a retrospective of what it was like to hire somebody, but a pre-spective <laughs> on the fact that we want to hire somebody and we're using our podcast here as a as a tool to do that and talk about what it's like for us and what we're looking for and all that. So we're going to get into it real quick. I have um Alex with me. What's up, Alex? Hey. Thanks for having me. Hey. Heck yeah, and, and, and D, and hey, how you doing, D? Good. How are you, Christopher? Good. <laughs> and we didn't just pick two random people that work at CodePen for this podcast. We picked uh, Alex and D are here really specifically because they uh, write in the language that's very important for who we're about to hire. That language is Go. We often write go lang instead of go because i think because it's literally impossible to google the word go and get any good results because it's exactly. only two letters exactly <laughs> yeah, let that be a lesson to everyone who's writing their own languages choose a distinct word <laughs> otherwise they're going to put lang at the end of it yes. so that's the that's google the way probably is. did that on purpose so they're like google go yeah. lang I don't know. If anybody's in yeah, in position to affect search results, it's probably them. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're we're we are not shying away from the word golang. We're going to say go and golang a whole bunch of times in this podcast because we're really super specifically hiring for that language and for someone who's pretty senior in their computer science career in that language. And that's a little unusual. I think some companies might thumb their nose at that or say that's not the right way to do it and we kind of don't care at this point if we <laughs> if we go on that journey with you and find that to be true well look forward on our retrospective podcast <laughs> in a couple of years from now on that for now we're really hot on this language and d and alex specifically have been learning a lot about it and using it in production quite a bit and now we're at the point where we're like let's um let's get somebody to, this has been so tremendously useful for code pen already it's time that we got some help specifically with this so i want to mention that right up front we're hiring we want somebody to fill this role please come join us at CodePen. but if you've never touched go like it's not the right time for you to submit your application that's like not who we're looking for someone who's, who's like sure i'll learn go whatever it's just a language um, so I just wanted to bring that at the very top of this show. Sorry, not the role for you at this point. We're kind of looking for someone specifically with experience already. Let's dig into that more in a moment, but let's start with the like, okay, then what the hell? Tell me what's up with Go? Why do we, what's, why is it such a big deal for CodePen? Let's go there first. What's the deal with Go? <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've been on the podcast a few times and, and a bit of a bit of a fanboy of, of Go for a while now. Um, what's interesting is the way we've chosen Go has been this. Go has kind of globbed itself on to solving by solving big problems in really simple ways at CodePen. Um, so CodePen's been around eight years. We're reaching a scale where. Um, we are consistently having to really start to put engineering effort into um, solving problems in a very scalable way so that we don't have to 
run up against the limitations of our systems, whether it be deploying too many servers and it costing too much or um, things that take too long because a script is running ages. Um, all those kinds of things are have forced us to look in into other tools. And for us, the most effective tool has been Go. Um, and so we took on Go because we had specific problems, whether it was sending millions of emails in a more um, effective way with a, with a much smaller time frame. Um, I, I've said before where we used to send emails over a 48-hour period. We now send it over a 20-minute period. Um, we Just have, think of that. What the hell? Yeah. That's okay. taken a time frame that's days down to like multiple, multiple orders of magnitude there. So I just wanted to underscore what Alex is saying here is these become a really big deal. Like if you write something in the language of Ruby and it takes three orders of magnitude slower than some other language, it's not just like, wow, that's nice. Culturally in your company, it turns from this problem that's like, unsolvable, untouchable, nobody wants it, boring, bad, slow, you know, all these things that are like, and eh, we can't really do that to like, yeah, I can do that. Give me a minute. Big deal culturally. Alex has like five or six of those stories. I think email is probably like the easiest to talk about. But I remember when I first started, you were calculating how long it would take to run a Ruby on Rails script on our DB it would take days and then that same script you translated to go and running through those records it took i don't know an hour possibly but i think you have like five or six of those stories in your pocket to to tell anyone and it's all because of go's features and how easy it is to use so it's like it wasn't just one instance of go was incredibly better for us than ruby on rails it's like many, many times over, we've seen that same impact. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it, it, it kept coming up because I, you know, I, I've kept, I've read lots and lots of use cases where uh, you'd hear these stories, like the New York Times wrote a story where they were sending, you know, 16 million emails a day with Go and they switched over from like a Python-based service to this Go-based service. And so I'm, I'm sitting there reading these articles from the New York Times and I'm like, well, we send a lot of emails too. It's not 16 million a day, but, you know, they're, they're talking about their numbers and things like that. And so um, a great way to introduce Go is to kind of solve things that are kind of more back-endy, not user-facing um, and so we just started to, even for little administrative tasks, we started to write our work in Go um, just because we were kind of dabbling in that language. And the more effective we became at it and the more, the better the results, we were like, hey, maybe we should start using this for, we very quickly, we're, we're talking weeks in time, started thinking maybe we should write user-facing features in this language. Mm-hmm. We have all these success stories, like D says five or six, which feels accurate to me because a lot of them are were like database related too. And if you think about CodePen's databases, there's millions and millions and millions of users. There's m more millions and millions and millions of pens. The numbers are all in the millions. And at that scale, you know, if like if you decide you need to like munge some data or something, you got to touch all the records. So it's just this thing that goes from terribly slow to terribly fast and it feels like not an option anymore there starts to be a point at scale in which 
you have to. You have to have a tool that's fast enough to deal with the scale you're at. So here's you looking around at different languages, having success with Go. And so, so now we're like, okay, we have to have this language. It's awesome to use, but like we need it because it's necessary to use for the thing. Yeah, what are you, what's your mind doing? Thanks, Chris. The the number I like to contrast with the millions and millions of records or um, is that we have a small team of seven people who helps hundreds and thousands of developers learn, share, and create on the web every day. So not only did we need a language that was fast and effective, it had to be something that we could pick up relatively quickly. And that's a place where Go also really shines. Like, you know, Alex will definitely just like throw new technology like Cloudflare workers or this other language like, hey, y'all, do you want to learn it? Who's interested in TypeScript? <laughs> and we'll be like, um, okay, maybe. But what's nice about Go, and this is exactly what he did to me when I first joined, was like, hey, why don't you try out Go in this like billing work that you need to do as an administrative tool, just like he was talking about. And then Rach as well, right, before um, she was on maternity leave, she also is great at just like going into the Ruby on Rails code and then with Go as well. And because it has some similarities to JavaScript, the way camel casing, open brackets, no colons, it does have like a trailing comma thing. But it was very, very simple and easy for all of us to try and then slowly build up our our skills with, with Go because we're a small startup of seven and we don't pick up languages the way that larger companies might, which could possibly be like lots of research, lots of discussions. We just try it out. And if it solves really hard problems for us, then we keep going. It's like, can you solve a true need? Can we pick this up quickly? And then we're off and running. And that truly was the story with Go. So I like to contrast (laughs) those two, like, just seven folks, and then millions and millions of records in RDB, and it worked on both ends of the scale, I'd say. That should be your your intermediate go book. Keep going. <laughs> Get it? Keep <laughs> The tweener going. between intro to go and advanced go. Yeah. Advanced going. mastering go. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. great. There's a place for that book. Uh, and so you, you both of you have written... S- let's call it some go <laughs> right it's not like you write in go all day every day it's not like you're and i think both of you are feeling okay about it but n- maybe not absolute masters of it well um it's funny that you say that because when i first started with it about a year ago i had just um learned my first strongly typed language which was swift because i started with python then ruby on rails did some javascript and all that comes with that, not strongly typed. Swift was my first strongly typed language and it is intense. Like Swift is way less forgiving than Go is. So it was an easier transition into a strongly typed language. And a year ago, I wasn't writing Go day in, day out, every single day. Now I am actually, mm. which is, I think, a, and I know Alex has been for quite a while now. So it's a great sign of like my level of mastery. So I wouldn't call myself like capable of writing maybe like the tweener book just yet. Maybe I could <laughs> like start on the <laughs> beginner side, but we mm. are writing it day in and day out now. And that was a goal of like, okay, we are seriously adopting Go if we're writing in it day in, day out. Like I always say to y'all that 
it like hurts my heart that I feel more effective in Rails and Ruby than Go. Like I, I really wanted to change that. And I, I feel like I'm kind of at that fork in the road where I like being in Go more and feel more effective in Go. So mm. yeah. yeah. Well write the intro intro book then, which we'll call Let's Go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay. Oh, Chris. The amazing. Good ideas, man. Go dash tricks is coming soon, y'all. <laughs> go tricks, yeah. Um, oh, go tricks. Yes. Well, you're getting good at it, and you're, you're you're like literally in a boot camp right now for it. So it's like you're you're writing it, but and you're learning at the same time, and you're reading stuff and doing all this stuff. Great, right. Alex too, writing a lot of it. You know, any new services that we're working on are in it and all that. But you're we're not looking for some just to tie it back to the hiring angle. That's like come under our wing. Let me show you oh, no. the way no, no. of go. I want to be under your wing. Whoever right. It that's is. <laughs> kind of the point here is that we're so enamored by this and solving good stuff, but we want somebody who's like better than you two at it, ideally. Definitely. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Someone who's yeah. been doing so we're looking for someone that that has been specifically writing the kinds of systems that you tend to write in Go, um, which are these distributed systems, um, cloud-based systems. Um, Go is very much a cloud, I would call it cloud native type language where when it was created 10 plus years ago, um, the the cloud was a thing, whereas some of the other languages that we use, you know, whether it's Ruby and JavaScript and stuff like that, their goal wasn't to manage these distributed systems. And Go's been, it proves really effective because of certain things like the way it deploys, um, the way you can just, you know, build one, you can build for multiple architectures on one um, system and so we're looking for someone who's been really effective with this specific language because we have tons of cloud-based experience. We have lots of experience building systems with relational databases and object stores and file systems. We have this experience, but what we don't have is this deep knowledge in this specific language that we at this point feel is critical to our success going forward because it's been so effective. It's been a real pleasure to add and it's earned its place. Like one of the things that happens at a startup is everything has to earn its place. And when we started with GraphQL, we were moving away from Redux. I think everybody kind of breathed a sigh of relief because GraphQL earned its place at CodePen. React earned its place. And Go has done the same in a, in a really big way because it's a much more fundamental change when you're changing from one language to the other. And we love Ruby on Rails as much as we're saying, oh, it's not as fast as Go. Da, da, da. Ruby on Rails has let us be really effective. And we've tried to be more clever, do a lot of uh, you know, the things that you can do with Ruby. But um, at some point, there's just an inflection point where the simplicity in using this one tool versus using our, the tool that we know with a bunch of fancy libraries and running things in parallel across a gazillion threads it's just it's allowing us to keep that simplicity for this small team that we have and so we are looking for someone that's going to shepherd this part of it so you have to be really capable and then really excited about guiding um the the direction of a project fundamentally um so we're really excited about bringing somebody like that on okay so if that's you i'd love to hear from you of course you know you you senior golang people <laughs> 
Linode is great. They've been around forever. One of the first companies in cloud computing three years before even AWS was a thing. So they are their they are their their own beast in a way. I think this is a a, a pertinent way to describe it. If it runs on Linux, it runs on Linode. You know, you can do anything. These are like you know, cloud computers that you buy to do anything you want. For example, let's say you're like a gamer. They have all kinds of, of one-click apps that are gaming-related, like you want to deploy your own Minecraft server or Counter-Strike or whatever. You just like click a button and on your and spin it up on your Linode server. So that, that's kind of cool. But, you know, it's probably mostly for web stuff, you know. It's also notable that Linode is like a step past entry-level hosting I'd say. <laughs> so if you want to be like super in control of everything, you know, actually own every detail of your hosting, Linode is a step up, you know, to, to totally customizable cloud computing. It's VPN friendly, uh, all that stuff. Obviously, they have great, you know, human beings that are going to support you in what you're trying to do. They've got GPU hosting if what you're trying to do is machine learning based. Uh, uh, that kind of thing. So again, if it's if it's if it's cloud computing is what you need. If it runs on Linux, it runs on Linode. Go to the link in the show notes where you get a hundred bucks of free credit, which is pretty generous of them, I think. So try that out. Thanks for the support. What kind of things, other things, would they do? I know we have. Um, web servers in Go on production already, which is funny. I'm looking at a screenshot right now. Uh, there's this website called Effective Go, the D, um, which is part of the official Go documentation, the very last thing you're supposed to learn in, in Go, apparently, according to this screenshot by D here, is the, is <clears throat> is deploying a web server. And we started there. <laughs> we, like, bought the guitar and started playing the Dave Matthews Band song on day one, you know? That's we're exactly like, where we were. I'm going to skip to the end of the book there. Um, so we have we have web servers in Go. We have other whatever, quote-unquote, services in Go. We have scripts that run sometimes in Go, <laughs> you know, little stuff. And we want to do more and more. So I don't know if it's fair to say rip out Rails code and replace with Go code, but maybe, like, if you zoom out, that's kind of is what's happening. Exactly, yeah. We've actually, we've been doing that now for, I'd say, like, the last six months. We've been translating a lot of our old Ruby on Rails stack um, to react and graphql and apollo client and everyone's seen that in the product and the in the redesign that's all moving away and so our ruby on rails service is getting like slimmer and slimmer and we actually just started we we alex did this actually massive amount of work for uh transferring us to a, a single repo a mono repo whereas we'd been on two for forever and he actually used go to build um, a binary that he could run through github actions that would detect which of our many services changed so go is like very deeply threaded throughout every bit of work that we're doing but um these last few weeks we've been transferring our Ruby on Rails GraphQL API to Go. And that's basically, I think, kind of like the last significant chunk of logic that remains in the Ruby on Rails world. Um, and so now that we've figured out exactly which tools we want to use, we, we're using GQL Gen. Um, 
what's been really cool about the transfer is that it's actually a schema first way to develop our API. Whereas on the Rails side, there was all this translation into Ruby on Rails and you would think and develop the API in Rails types, which is um, probably, I think, a little bit counterintuitive and only because I've been translating the APIs by using like GraphQL's schema language first, which then is generated into uh, Golang models and Golang resolvers because you're working with two typed languages, right? The GraphQL schema language and then Golang. And, you know, internally GQN, GQL gen uses like reflection and all that stuff to like help you out. I'm like, wow, this is just such a different way to develop an API. I think it's what they want you to do when they talk about, you know, schema first API design. I I literally had to go back and read like the queries page and the schema page of uh, graphql.org because it had been so long since I'd actually read that stuff because I'm used to the Rails. Like how do I look up our Rails gem that we use? And and so it's been super refreshing and whomever um, comes into this role will be doing a bunch of that and we'll We've just started on this path of figuring out a proper structure for our Go services and sharing common packages. We've done a bunch of that work for the front end world of React and styles. We have this like beautiful CP library, CP styles, and it took us a while to figure that out. And we've just kind of started on that path for Go and are really excited for someone who has experience doing that and has an opinion on the proper structure to come in and help us with that because then we'll be just like shooting so fast both with our like uh, best practices on the front end and then hopefully now with our Golang API mm. and backend services. So that's so kind you'll of be the doing dream. API yeah. stuff. You'll be doing yeah. services yeah. stuff. You'll be doing web server stuff and, and, and figuring out how, you know, we think we're doing some of this right and have questions about some of it. You can probably come in and tell us what parts we're doing wrong and what parts you would abstract in a different way and what you would do instead or where you could take advantage of go in a way that you haven't even thought about yet you know right that's That'd what be we're amazing. that's what we're buying in you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um these alluding to a lot of the porting and and migration like a lot of the just kind of um grunt work that that you have to do when you move from one environment to another but the the big thing the the thing that the whole reason why we're moving to this language is because um, we're rewriting a huge portion. Well, I would I don't want to say a huge portion. We're rewriting the entire way we process pens at CodePen. Um, mm-hmm. The way we generate those pens from from user input is going to completely change, and uh, it's going to be a lot more powerful. It's going to be a lot more interesting, and all of that is mostly going to happen on the back end and go. And so. Yes, we are doing all this porting of old logic to a new language, and that's um, that's probably a two on the on the developer excitement scale. Like, okay, great, you're porting an old yeah. API. <laughs> that sounds really exciting, guys. Um, but up ahead, we're we're very close to the point where we're just going to be working on this next generation pen editor 
pen processing mm-hmm. for CodePen. And that's a really, truly ambitious and exciting project um, that I think many developers would love to work on. And so that that's our, that's, that's the 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 that is a juicier pitch, isn't it? Yeah, you're that, like, that's okay. A big you're not exciting. just doing some boring. All right, all right. What do you mean? Was I not exciting enough in my <laughs> oh, no. translation? Pitch, you were because y'all? it's new. You know, it's like it's not this like like just just do exactly exactly this to spec and make it work and go and then check out. It's like no, you're going to be like designing a system here, including the API stuff that you were talking about, um, but also that's that's asking you know, cloud go services to do stuff incredibly quickly to make, you know, the future of writing code in the browser better in a way that hopefully there's not that many people, if any, doing right now. You know, that's kind of our goal, you know, to be like, this is now possible in a way that that wasn't before. Yeah, I mean, follow, I, I, I imagine some people out there are following along with the with what's happening with ES Build. You know, ES Build is mm, yes. this kind of next gen bundler kind of thing, even though um, bundler isn't always the right word for it because it's not, doesn't always, you don't have to ask it to bundle things. I don't know or that's a deep in the weeds. <laughs> um, but it, it processes files like at the speed of light, you know? And there's this great write up now on the, uh, it was the, it's the Figma CTO guys behind right. this thing, which yeah. is cool. And you guess must, what must language bored it's with written in? Yes, it's written in Go. Good point. Yeah. Forgot to mention that. <laughs> but it's changing the landscape a bit of, of web development because of how smoke and fast it is, essentially. I mean, it's no surprise that kind of this, you know, whatever first gen, second gen tooling of the web was written in JavaScript because right. it was written by web developers for web developers. But then, you know, people, other people get involved and say, well, why are you writing this in Node, you crazy? Node's slow as hell for this kind of work. Let's let's put a different language in charge of it and see how much speed and power you get out of it. That That's what makes ES Build so compelling. Let's do that too. And use ES Build if we can, and use other tools. Write our own fancy stuff. I don't know what I'm asking exactly, but I'm just saying this isn't a boring job. If you're looking to like use your computer science skills to change the world, <laughs> literally the Love world, it. and come yeah. here, yeah, it, it's it's really exciting because I think what if you look at any of the new languages, whether it's Rust, Swift, Go, these like popular languages, which is with great environments, great ecosystems. At the end of the day, one of the um, through lines for all of them is that they know how to interact with the web. So even if you don't write your, even if you still keep your JavaScript and your HTML generated, those languages know how to interact with JavaScript. They know how to um generate things like WASM and things like that. So you can literally interact directly via API calls. And so to me, the the modern web is all of these languages together and you get to use the right tool for the right job. Um, and we're mature enough now where we can take something like this on, we can keep Ruby. Ruby's going to be along, around CodePen for a long time. JavaScript is going to be around as long as CodePen's around and so we've got all these tools, but we want to use the right tool for the right job. And I think that's what one of the goals of Aaron W., the guy who wrote ES Build, was to show how much better the tooling could be for this ecosystem that like we all love. We abs- I absolutely love JavaScript and I love HTML and CSS. And what 
people can create from it, but it's really amazing to use these special tools with special gifts, um, whether it's speed or parallelization or whatever, to make that that goal of putting together the HTML, JavaScript, and CSS more effective, faster, funner, all those things. And so we're going to we're actively working and designing this system at CodePen, and that's what you'll be working on. This is a big, meaty, you know, year plus long project that we're just getting started with. And we'd love to have uh, an experienced gopher uh, join us and and help guide us in the in the right direction. Gopher. Hilarious. Yeah. That's what the Slack channel is called. Do you go <laughs> yeah. nerds? Well, that's what, it? yeah. And it's the the mascot, like the cutest mascot of any language ever. It's a, a little gopher. It's so cute. We have a dancing gopher in our Slack currently, but you know. <laughs> you will be working with literally these two people on the podcast. So we're this little company, right? It's not like we're the podcasting arm of CodePen. <laughs> we, are, yeah. we very much do yeah, this. Yeah, this is the marketing thing. department. You're, Although it technically yeah. <laughs> is at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Chris Just sure. We have a lot of hats. A lot of hats. Yeah. You're going to work with Dee and Alex a whole bunch. We'd love it if you were um, just into programming. You just like it. You're seven years deep into it plus you and you just like it, you know, uh, specific, you know, Go Go isn't particularly new. It can't be your first Go project. Sorry, just can't. I'd like you to know Go. Uh, if you knew other stuff too, Go probably isn't your first language. It'd be cool if that, you know, the world of the web excited you too. Like, you know, no JS experience. Good, good to have, you know, and that we're going to be doing all of this work is in the context of a website. So cloud, cloud it up. <laughs> you know, we're going to be building services for websites uh, where we have no office we are we are pioneers in the remote not really but we all work remotely so we can say we're pioneers in remote work we were doing it before there was a global pandemic <laughs> that's right <laughs> that pandemic yeah, we didn't let yeah. that pandemic change us at all we continued to work remotely <laughs> Yes. Yeah, just struggle through it. The, we're going to, uh, uh, you know, a lot of us are in the U.S., but not all of us. It's, there's no real hard requirement on where you are, although sharing the bulk of your working day with the Pacific time zone where all three of us are on this podcast is good. Is We need to talk to, get, talk to each other and work a lot. So it's remote, but, you know, <laughs> remote where we can work together a lot. Um, you'll see the salary requirements. If you check it out, we, 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 we put, you know, they're high end for us and the, and there'll be, um, equity involved. So part of the deal is, you know, why would you write go for code pen when you could go write go for somebody else? Well, because your equity is going to be worth a zillion dollars. You're going to get rich. <laughs> That's, right. That's yeah. why. Duh. That's why. And we offer all the same amenities anywhere else, except for like free tacos and crap. But you can't go to work. You can't go to your fancy Google office anyway. Because <laughs> yeah, there's no kitchen. Pandemic. Except your no kitchen. kitchen. So Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay. I just wanted to cover the, you know, the the bullet points of, of what we're looking for here. So we want somebody who's good at Go to come to come hang out with us and work. It is a fun place to be, I promise. We have not much more details. There's a whole document that we're going to make public that's for this. That's obviously the job description that covers like what CodePen is, what you're going to work on, how you can best succeed, all the requirements and all that stuff. At the end of it, uh, if that's you, you're going to email 
alex at codepen.io, but read the, read the thing first so that you, by the time you're emailing Alex, you, you know, all the details and it's not just like a hand emoji where you're <laughs> like, I'll take that job. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we're going to need a little bit more detail than that. What should you include if, if you've been sold by this wonderful podcast here? In oh, that I'll, let, I'll, you know, I'll let Alex say, what do you want to, what do you want to yeah, see we in want, that email? Uh, we're looking for, you know, obviously a resume so we know who you are. Um, get get as clever with that as, as you like. We're not very formal about that, but definitely a, a nice little resume. And then uh, we're looking for just a, some samples of code, whether it's a open source project that you've put together for yourself, doesn't have to be super popular, or just something where we get to know what kind of code you're building, um, how you communicate, all those good things that we need from a remote team. Uh, we're very passionate about what we write at CodePen. Um, it matters to a lot of people. And so we just were looking to get someone who can help us write great Go that uh, communicates well. So yeah, send us a little sample of code and resume and we'll we'll shoot you back a response no matter what. Nice. Yeah. Please do. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, Dee? No, that was well said. Good job. You've sold me. If I didn't work <laughs> here, I would send you my resume and a sample of code. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being you're a you're a great rule follower. <laughs> uh, hey, okay. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, which which way is this Definitely. going? <laughs> I like to make you think about it though. You did. Uh, you did. Okay. All right, we'll see y'all next time. Bye y'all. Bye everybody. Seven, six, zero, three, one, eight.